Hello everyone, welcome to Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I am your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then by now you should probably have figured out that this show is all about horror, science fiction, fantasy, exploitation, gems in the rough, all that good jazz. And uh, I am here to bring it to you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, today I wanted to talk briefly about... Oops, I'm dropping my phone. Uh, today I wanted to talk briefly about uh, some movies that I picked up on Blu-ray. One of them I actually touched on uh, last night on Movie Freaks. I want to go into a little bit more detail on that movie on my own show because it relates to the underbelly pretty good, in my humble opinion. Uh, these movies, uh, Vinegar Syndrome released them earlier this year and I think uh, possibly even uh, uh, end of last year. Let me just pull these up here. Oh, yeah, I'm prepared and everything, you know. That's, that's, that's how I roll. Um, uh, the first one is called uh, Demonoid. And, again, I did talk about this one on Movie Freaks, but I wanted to spend a little bit more time with the movie on this show and being a little bit more sober. So, Demonoid, Messenger of Death. This was released October 20th, 2015. So, it's a little under a year old on Blu-ray. And the reason that I was really interested in watching this movie uh, was because I, I watched uh, the... 42nd Street Memories on the Pieces Blu-ray. Um, and it's also on the uh, Anthropophagus Blu-ray as well, the 88 Films uh, release, that documentary, which is fantastic. If you haven't watched that documentary and you're listening to this show, uh, do yourselves a favor, and if you have a Region B player, definitely pick up uh, Joe D'Amato's uh, Anthropophagus, or even better, the Grindhouse release of Pieces, both of which contain the 42nd Street Memories feature-length documentary uh, about all things 42nd Street in New York City, also known as The Deuce. And uh, the reason that I wanted to watch Demonoid was because one of the pictures was from... It could have been Pieces. It could have been Make Them Die Slowly. I forget what it was, but it was a double bill, and underneath... like it, The main movie was in big letters, you know, maybe Pieces or whatever, and then in smaller letters underneath was the second show, and that was a movie called Demonoid. And so I looked it up, and the cover is impossibly awesome. There is a, um, of course, it's you know actual, actual painting artwork type stuff, not the Photoshop stuff that we get now. But there's a uh, lady scream, a lady's head screaming, and then this big demon creature thing, and then uh, ladies that look like Princess Leia, Jabba's Palace Rejects, and a Claw, and it's just all sorts of awesome. All captured in one picture on the front of this movie. Now, this is a double-disc set. The other disc has the alternate cut called Macabre. And Macabre, interestingly enough, at least interesting to me, is a longer version of the movie by almost 10 minutes. It's the European, and this is what's odd, it's the European version with a different name and I believe some different music, but most of the violence and bloodshed is cut out of the longer version. And the director, there's a, a segment on the Blu-ray 
a director interview who seems very defeated, by the way, about everything that he talks about. He just sounds just sad, uh, which is unfortunate. Alfredo Zacharias is his name, is the, is the director's name. It's a 15-minute interview with him. And it, it's just weird how uh, the extended version was made for Europe. Yet that's the one that took all the violence out. And that's usually not the case, at least in my uh, humble opinion, with all the movies I've seen through the years. It generally seems like the European versions are the longer cuts before they're, they were heavily butchered over here in the States. But surprisingly enough, Demonoid, the 79-minute version, is the full uncut version with the nudity and the graphic violence and gore. And uh, quite honestly, like, that's the version that I watched. And quite honestly, like, I don't need to see the 91-minute version. It's an enjoyable movie for sure, but it the pacing felt good. And uh, the little bursts of violence here and there were very needed. In fact, I probably wouldn't have liked the movie half as much as I did had it not been for some of the more gory bits and the usual grindhousey TNA. And without that, I can't imagine this movie would have been... Uh, barely worth a watch. As it is, though, it is certainly worth a watch. Vinegar Syndrome has done it again as far as the transfer goes, and they usually do. They usually knock it out of the park. Vinegar Syndrome has their own in-house facilities to remaster their their Blu-rays that they own the rights to, that they've licensed out. And uh, so it's like a whole all-in-one in-house deal. So they get the movie, and then they're instead of shopping it out to a lab that can remaster it. They do it themselves, which is really, really cool, I think. And um, possibly another reason why they can release these very, very obscure titles and not have them be 25 or 30 bucks. The, the prices are actually fairly reasonable on these more obscure titles. I picked this one up for, with shipping, it was like around 15 or $16, which at this point in the game, for a movie like this, that is what I consider to be a good price. And I I am perfectly fine paying that for this movie. It's a really good movie for what it is. Um, so here's the plot of Demonoid. Uh, it's, a, it's essentially a, a severed hand killer movie. In the very beginning of the movie, they are in a... Um, oh, some sort of Middle Eastern country desert. And they're... Searching through caves, and they come across... Now, this is after a completely gonzo, crazy intro where a topless woman is chained to a wall and gets her hand uh, cut off by these hooded, druid-type figures. And then years later, uh, we have have a wife and husband team that are excavating the land, and they come across this tomb with all these mummified corpses of handless handless corpses. And upon further research, it, you know, they, they figure out what's been going on there, and husband gets possessed by a severed hand of a topless woman from the beginning, I imagine. And uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but needless to say, the hand uh, wants to be reconnected with its owner. And for some reason, the owner in this movie is the wife. Uh, Her name is Jennifer. And 
She's played by Samantha Egger, which she's actually a, a name actress. But um, anyway, so husband, uh, let's just say I'm trying not to spoil too much. Husband is out of the picture at this point, and Hand is now after uh, the widow. Widower. And so back to America they go. She goes, uh, hand in tow. And from there, the hand uh, tries to connect with her and in doing so reconnects itself to various people. There's a priest, there's a boxer, there's a uh, police officer, and they all, all of them kind of figure out what's going on and they, that they have to get rid of this hand that has attached itself to them. So they all have to. Oh, and there's a doctor as well that uh, that has to disconnect the hand from his body. Uh, it's funny how little the uh, everyone seems to really care about what's going on, which is kind of funny to me in this movie. Is after the scene in the desert, the uh, the woman she doesn't seem even the slightest bit distraught over her her husband. Being well, spoiler alert, being killed, and that's the rest. That's the way the rest of the movie feels. Like no one seems to take it that terribly serious, or maybe not serious, but but no one seems to be really that scared. I guess our lead actress Samantha Egger, she does from time to time. It's like, oh, okay, you can tell she's you know freaking out about the hand, but um, uh, rehydrating myself after last night's. Uh, movie freaks fiasco. Um, it's just kind of funny that way how they just don't seem to be bothered by it. It's like, oh, okay, it's this creepy, weird, rubbery hand that's killing people, and it's okay. I get, a, I got a kick out of it. But the movie itself is co- completely uh, fun. And having watched it, I'm like, this is total Forty Second Street goodness right here. I can see this playing in a washed out, crappy old thirty five millimeter print in a sleaze bag theater it just has that feel it's unintentionally funny the violence is cool it's a got it's got a fairly short runtime and if you are buying the blu-ray the the interview with the director is quite amusing to me just because of i've never heard of this guy before and he just it's like yeah i made this movie and here's all the things that were so hard to do back then wah wah the end it was just it struck me as funny so anyway check out the movie it was certainly worth the watch especially if you're uh, again if you're a fan of these types of movies this one here definitely gets a thumbs up it's by no means is this dr butcher good or new york ripper good but for a throwaway little early 80s horror movie you could certainly do a lot worse than this one and next up is a movie called frightmare now this one is another vinegar syndrome movie that they released, also known as The Horror Star, from 1983, 86 minutes long. This was released March 29th of 2016, so this is a, a relatively new Blu-ray, and the cover is, yet again, just so cool. The ultimate nightmare, Frightmare. And then there's this coffin, light behind it, and all of these uh, demonic-looking hands... Uh, that are connected with vines reaching out and it looks way cooler than the movie could ever be. And and that's about accurate. Uh, But again, here's another movie that I'm like, you know what? This wasn't bad. This was okay. The director definitely tried to do 
something a little bit uh, a little bit different with this movie. Uh, and I, I, you know, I whenever, especially in the '80s, this is 1983. This is in the heyday of the slasher craze, and this one here is essentially a slasher movie. But I gotta say, they they definitely tried to take it in a different direction. Norman Thaddeus Vane directed this movie, and uh, he unfortunately passed away in Hollywood, California, May second, two thousand fifteen. Uh, he also directed uh, "You're So Dead" from two thousand seven, and uh, then uh, just a couple other movies. Nothing really of note that I can remember. Uh, "The Black Room" from two thousand or from ni- nineteen eighty two. Uh, Club Life from 1986. Anyway, uh, okay, let's get to the Blu-ray of this of this thing. So it's Vinegar Syndrome. So the quality for for what it is for this low budget movie is is quite good. What this movie tries to do a bit different than the other slasher movies of its of its day is that uh, we have a an older washed up uh, horror actor and. Uh, let's just see here if I can find the gentleman's name. Uh, Ferdy Maine is his is this act is the guy's name in real life. Conrad Razov, Radzov is the the guy's name in the movie, and he's a horror legend, and he's got a big ego. He's nearing uh, the end of his life, but that doesn't mean that he can't be in it. Uh, he can't be a complete prick to everybody. Well, he pass, he passes away. No no spoiler alert there. He just this is setting up the movie. Passes away and uh then there's a series of of movie clips that he made of him talking to people. So that one of them would be during the funeral and uh there's a group of people that really are infatuated with this guy and his movies, so they go to this old mansion to have a revival type thing of uh, whatever. It's basically the MacGuffin of getting everybody into a, a creepy castle. Once there, they are all, uh, they all start to be knocked off one by one by possibly by this living dead guy. And, uh, it has all the slasher tropes of back in the day. It's got the, you know, some, some funny but fake practical effects and some TNA and then just it, it checks off the off the, the list of this is what you do. Here's what's cool though is that they really try to go for a more gothic atmosphere in the movie. Uh, like really go for it. This feels almost hammer-esque in its approach to the slasher genre. Lots of fog and creepy castle and even this guy he looks kind of like a cross between uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, and he you know has he, this old style Dracula outfit on with a big red cape. Uh, but you know the actors are your typical bunch of you know idiots that make all the wrong decisions. I will say that the one character in particular it was interesting to see in this movie, and that's Jeffrey Combs, a very young Jeffrey Combs before Reanimator. He plays Stu, and uh, Stu is a side character, so he's not a main part of the movie, but it was interesting to see a very young Jeffrey Combs. Like, even in Reanimator, I'm like, okay, he's an adult here, but here he looks like a late teens or early 20s guy. So, anyway, but the movie moves along at a pretty good clip, and I, I appreciated the fact that it tried something different. The 
I'm not sure what the guy's name is, but the guy that plays Porky from the movie Porky's is in this as a cop detective guy, which is totally, it feels like it's tacked on. The whole, there's a, there's a whole side story of the cops trying to figure out what's going on and who's doing the killings and blah, blah, blah. And, but it doesn't really go anywhere and it just feels padded, just to pad the runtime, uh, which at an already fairly short 86 minutes. So, um, but it's still a, it's still a fun movie. I was not bored by it, especially because I love these '80s slasher movies, and this is one that I hadn't seen, and it looks great. So I I had a big smile on my face. Now it is worth mentioning, though, that when I popped the Blu-ray in and hit play on this, the trauma logo came up, and the music, and the Michael Hertz and Lloyd Kaufman came up. So this is a trauma movie. Now, I don't know if trauma made this in-house. I don't think they did. I, I have a feeling because they're a distribution company, I have a feeling that they bought the rights to it way back in the day. And I guess that Vinegar Syndrome bought it off of them, It's which is kind of surprising considering uh, trauma is releasing their own Blu-rays now. So it's weird when I see a, a trauma movie that's not on the trauma label. That's I mean, This is on Vinegar Syndrome. I, I understand Troma's reasonings for overseas, like 88 Films releases a lot of Troma movies over there because Troma is based in New York City. They're not based in Europe. But uh, So it, I just thought that was interesting that this is a Troma movie that's from Vinegar Syndrome. So is it worth the money? I think so. I will let it up to you, though. If you're only going to get one of the two that I just talked about, I would certainly go with Demonoid. Um, it fits a little bit better with the grindhouse feel. This is a little bit more of a gothic horror type, but it's still a fun movie. I still uh, enjoyed it and um, worthy addition to my ever-growing Blu-ray collection. So now it's on to uh, the last one. Oh, here we go. Um, of the, th the three different movies that I got from Vinegar Syndrome. This is released in January of uh, January 19, 2016. 1986's Nightmare Weekend. Oh, where do I start with this? I'll just get this out of the way right off the bat. This is another trauma movie. Trauma is prevalent on the back of this case. And when you start the movie, up comes the trauma logo. This is the last one that I watched. So I was like, hey, you know what? That last trauma movie was pretty good. Maybe this one will be good too. Now, uh, uh, dear listeners, um... I have watched some trash in my day and some movies that I, I try hard not to say one of the worst movies I've ever seen because you know, my co-host Eric and I have talked about this before. It's like, really? Is it really one of the worst movies you've ever seen? Uh, we get that a lot with when you go on, just go online and click on IMDb. Batman vs. Superman, worst movie I've ever seen or some nonsense like that. No. You know, no, it's not unless that's the only movie that you have ever watched in your entire life. No, no, it's not. Uh, we have watched some utter garbage. Myself especially, I watch it all. Uh, I watch Mystery Science Theater movies that Mystery Science Theater did not riff on. Uh, that's me. Welcome to Nightmare Weekend. Now, it's uh, the movie was... A French production company made the movie in Florida. Oh, boy. 
Um, you probably want to know what the storyline is. So, uh, it starts with a couple of random dudes breaking into a house, I think, and there's a little metal ball that somehow kills one of them. And, and you're already thinking, ooh, this might be kind of phantasm-ish coolness. Just, just wait. From there, then we go somewhere else um, uh, with a little hand puppet that is talking to a computer and a lady in a room. Um, then we go to a uh, the worst bar that you have ever seen. Like It's like one room with a pinball machine and mustache-looking dudes... And uh, uh, they talk, and then there's people driving in cars, and then there's women at a mansion, and then there's some more computer hand puppet talking, uh, then lots and lots and lots of sex and nudity, uh, constantly sex and nudity, Um there's a scene with a biker dude screwing a girl on a pinball machine at this bar while everybody sits around and drinks. Uh, then a couple of the girls at the house get taken over maybe by these little metal balls and turn into ghoulish zombies, whatever. But by ghoulish zombies, I mean like a little bit of makeup on their face. Um... There's a love interest, and so there's motorcycle. Uh, there's a motorcycle in the movie, and I'm being as random as possible because that is literally what this movie is. Uh, a guy and a girl fall in love all of a sudden, and then it's revealed that he is shacked up with another girl. Cut back to another sex scene, and uh, girls making food. I think at one point, uh, and then girls chasing a guy and a girl at the end, and then it ends yeah that's nightmare weekend that's it's nothing it's literally nothing caught on film and by nothing i mean copious amounts of tna and uh a little bit of special effects thrown out here and there i believe that the effects uh work was done by dean gates he actually is somewhat of a good special effects artist um, but that, it, but that's not to say that this is a good movie. There is a couple of, I guess, okay effect shots. This is this is one of the worst movies that I have ever seen in my entire life. And it would be awesome if Mystery Science Theater would have gotten their hands on it. Although it would have been chopped down so much to where it would have been basically unwatchable because it's that bad and it's that full of nudity and sex. This movie is nothing. It's nothing. Like I don't. Get the plot. I think the plot that of what there is is this computer system takes over the brains of these these girls in this house. But that's so not a big part of the movie. It's just nothing. And I've never quite seen anything like it. I've seen terrible movies, but this is Ed Wood. Oh, I don't even want to say Ed Wood because even his movies seem to be strung along with some sort of a. a cohesive narrative there is nothing cohesive about this it's just we have a video camera or we have a film camera that's shot on film obviously from 1986 and we're just going to shoot things and get naked i guess 
and we'll edit it together in the hopes that it's something. Well, it's not anything. It's it's nothing. And it was a complete and total waste of money. However, I'm going to keep the Blu-ray because that might be one of, if not the weirdest movies that I have in my collection. And folks, I got some weird stuff in my collection. The cover is easily the best thing in the movie. And even at 86 minutes, this was... This felt like three hours, and which is weird because there's it's just one sex scene after the other after the other, but it's so boring, and I'm like, I don't want to see any more dudes with mustaches and uh, kind of but not really attractive women. in oh, 80s, oh, dear Lord, this was bad. I dare you. I dare you to watch this movie. Um, so there it is. I'm throwing that out there. Go, go ahead. Watch Nightmare Weekend, and I'm not sure if it's available like on YouTube or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure if this is like the uncut version, if there is a cut version, but I can promise you if there is a cut version, the stuff that they cut out of this movie will make this movie even worse because the only redeeming thing, I guess, in the movie is a, a little bit of violent bloodshed here and there and the copious amounts of TNA. And if that's taken out, this is literally nothing caught on film. So there you go, Nightmare Weekend. Thank you very much, Vinegar Syndrome, for eating $15 of my hard-earned money. Uh, uh, but anyway, I, it was cool to watch these three movies, and it almost feels like they, these three kind of went together because they're all from the 80s, and they're all scraping the bar- bottom-of-the-barrel type uh, horror. This one here being virtually unwatchable. But... Uh, Hey, hand puppets and things that exist. So anyway, that's uh, that's my Vinegar Syndrome 3-pack. And uh, I also wanted to talk briefly about some movies that I got for my birthday. I've got some really, really good stuff coming up that I am excited to be talking about on a future show, hopefully sooner than later. One is called Angst from 2000. From 2000 from, it was released September 8th, 2015. The movie is also known as Fear and Schizophrenia. This is from Cult Epics. Movie was released in 1983, and this is one of the first home invasion movies. And from what I hear, it is as rough a movie as you're likely to see. That's all me. I can't wait to watch this movie. Can't wait. Uh, the cover's good. It's got solid reviews pretty much across the board. The the short runtime I like. That already impresses me. That I'm not going to be wading through needless dialogue just to pad the runtime. 83 minutes of a home invasion movie, I'm in. But uh, can't wait to watch this movie. Uh, That's high on my list. Uh, Another one, and I actually talked about this a little bit on Movie Freaks, is uh, Cutthroats 9. And Cutthroats 9 is the precursor, at least to me, from what I've been hearing, the precursor to Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight. This is a Western from, I believe, 1973. I don't have the Blu-ray in front of me. Code Red put it out. And uh, this one here was actually, there was uh, a ton of gory, violent footage reinserted into this movie to make it more of a graphic, gory, horror Western from back in the day. And if you've seen Hateful Eight, you know, that's a gory, graphic movie. So I'm really excited to watch this movie. In fact, I'm hoping to watch it tonight, and then I can talk about that movie on my next episode. So there's Angst, there's 
Cutthroat's Nine, and then there's also uh, Bad Moon. That's uh, Eric Red's werewolf movie from, uh, let's see here, Bad Moon. When did that? Uh, that was from 1996. I was actually one of all of two people that saw that movie in the theater, it seems. I actually drove all the way up to Akron to watch that movie. This is back when I lived in little Podunk Holmes County, but I drove far to watch this movie by myself, and I watched it, and I loved it. It's a solid werewolf movie. The CGI, I am guessing, is dated, but boy, back then, I'm like, that was cool. It was only 80 minutes long, so it's super fast-paced, but fun movie. I can't wait to revisit that one on Blu-ray, remastered from our uh, friends over at Scream Factory. Um, and then there's some other goodies that I'm looking forward to watching, one of which would be uh, Manhunter, Michael Mann's Manhunter, the Scream Factory release, and uh, some other goodies. But I'm going to wrap things up. That's my show for the day. You can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions, comments, all that good stuff. And Movie Freaks, my other show that I co-host with Eric Marner. Be sure to, be sure to tune in to our show. We had a good episode last night. Um, and then our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks, give them a listen to as well. We're all on iTunes and we're all on Facebook. Uh, please uh, check out uh, my Facebook page on uh, for Cinema Side Cinema Soft and like Judas. I'm hungover. Uh, and Movie Freaks, where I post movie reviews on both of those Facebook pages. That's it for my show. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, bye bye. <laughs>